Value Town is a production of ChamMV TV. Find out all show information and details at ChamMV.tv. Value Town is directly supported by listeners like yourself via patreon.com slash valuetown. What's up, everybody? We've been having like crazy times, but we wanted to get this show started. <laughs> oh man, this has been been uh, definitely uh, a ride, and, and now we got like now we got Tyler on the wrong spot, dude. Hey What's guys, going my on? name's Tyler. Dude, How's it going? You guys. <laughs> um, okay, we're gonna get this fixed, but uh, welcome to Value Town, guys. I'm Jamie V. Got three guys here: Gara, Tyler, Falcon. What's going on, guys? Well, I fixed this. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Konnichiwa. <laughs> Konnichiwa. Well, I, oh, I'm Gara that, right now. Is that what oh I say? God. Konnichiwa? Konnichiwa. That's like Japanese, right? I, I thought Spi- you were moving yeah, to Vietnam. Spicing things up here. Right? <laughs> hey, shouldn't you be saying like, like, but Tyler, yeah, you're going to be moving soon, right? Yeah, I am. Yeah. It's, I'm looking forward to it. But no more, no more, no more <laughs> shoes though, man. It's going to go, what are we going to do with it without shoes? There was some um, King's Day in the Netherlands where people just go on the street and just um, sell stuff like on the open market. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, I, I, I did that and I ended up giving everything away for free because like, yeah. no one would buy my stuff. So I just ended up giving like, yeah, m- the majority of my clothes and shoes away for free. So that, that rack on the back. Wait, just wait are you serious? Cool. You just gave it all away? Yeah, I just gave it all oh away. God, dude. <laughs> Somebody got a heck of a deal, dude. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people that's, did. Oh, that's nice. There's one shirt left. The one you see right now. <laughs> sure, it's the complexity <laughs> shirt. <laughs> Only wearing complexity shirts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, guys, we got um fun week. Or we got some fun topics today. Um, we're going to start things off with doing... Our own bracket. We're gonna have our own like March Madness, but but it's like Hearthstone style because Ixar created a uh, bracket of best cards ever, and he he's been kind of doing the poll on Twitter recently. But I figured we would make our own predictions and and kind of compare it just because a lot of people in the community have been doing it. And it's just a lot of fun. Um, of course, the Monster Hat Hunt happened to, uh, this week, and. I don't know. I was trying to like ask everybody who's been playing it a ton, but you know, surprisingly, not like people haven't been playing as much as I, I thought. And but uh, <laughs> definitely want to talk about it some, just because you know it, it's really it's a brand new, obviously game mode that came out and it was fun. Uh, and then of course H- HCT Taipei Falcon was just there. Get a little bit of an insight on uh, just maybe what decks were running there, which kind of leads us into this weekend, which is going to be playoffs, and Tyler's going to be participating on it. Oh, mom. Yeah. Oh, man, it's my mom, dude. I, I, need, I need some self-service like this, dude. Yeah. This is our I'm going to leave mom. Like this. Say hi. Hi. Hi, Tyler's mom. <laughs> oh, man, actually, we got a fifth guest today. This is great. This is amazing. Uh, okay, you're going to finish off with Netta, of course, in the Q&A uh, at the end. Bye. So questions. Bye. <laughs> but, uh, but, okay, so actually, why don't we start off with talking about yesterday? How did you guys end up at the end of season rank? Um, just, I know you guys are crazy and stay up forever, but how did everybody do? Yeah. Uh, I got top 50 finish. Okay. So not bad. Nice. Congrats, man. Got some points. Good, good. 
Gara, how about you, man? Yeah, I dropped to 250 and then I, I, I it was so late. It was like, <laughs> and because yeah. we, most of us play on an A and then yeah. it's like 8 a.m. and like it resets at 9 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. And if you play like before that already, like 20 hours, you just stop caring. Like I was talking actually to Tyler and he was awake for 40 hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys, I, I, I would just check in on you guys every once in a while. I'm like, damn, you're still awake? What the hell? <laughs> you guys are crazy, man. But so, I yeah. really didn't like try hard too much this month. Yeah. Because you only have to finish three months and I was like kind of disappointed this month. So I, yeah. I will start this month again. Yeah, cool. Hyphen. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dan, did you even try? I mean, you're just getting home, I, right? You're I, just I am not about that life, right? Me, like, me either, I was, man. I was, I was something like 300 when I was on my way to Taipei. And then obviously being there, it's difficult to sort of concentrate on playing and concentrate on all the casting and everything. Yeah. And also Monster Hunt came out while I was over there. So I just played that instead. The thing is, my journey home, I, I think I arrived home like an hour before it reset in eu mm -hmm. so there's literally no point whatsoever in me even trying to to do it in that situation and also as a caster i don't really need to so i'll leave that to these guys yeah, exactly. <laughs> anything you guys noticed in the last day anything any kind of trends because i know gara for a while you were saying like keyblock was crushing for you right but yeah. um anything outside of the grind of just trying to get that like 55% win percentage and, and grind out some points I, that way. I was shocked like when I saw the general trend from what I've seen from people, it's like there's like a lot of people on Twitter always. It's like that people had generally a very bad win rate and very bad finishes. People were like happy, like people that where you're used to finishing top 20, top 10, mm -hmm. like, I don't know, KCM, ball control, like a lot of people are like happy with top 100 finish this time around. So a lot of people were struggling. I think even Tyler, like Tyler's not used to finishing top 50. Oh yeah, I yeah. was struggling a lot. <laughs> yeah, he was telling me top 50, man. And it's like, yeah, all right. He's like, no, not all right, dude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that was a bad one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, a lot of people were struggling. I wonder, like, who were the people that finished in high? Were they the people that just played the most? You know, they had it before and then camped, or if it is like more and more competitive now, like, mm. yeah, what the action causes? Could be that Harsten is like low key ultra competitive right now. Yeah, I mean, it is. It is for sure. I mean, it's a good thing, but then it, it just creates these crazy stressful times at the end of seasons. Well, so another so. thing is that we don't have like these this one super crazy deck with which you can ins uh, achieve insane win rates by just playing insane. We kind of always had that before this month, like Rasakus Priest or something, where the general mm -hmm. people are like struggling with it. But if you're like one of the best Rasakus Priest players, you will have insane win rates, especially in the last day. Now we don't have that. Like Q-Block is like kind of the best deck in the game, kind of, but everyone is like soft targeting it. Like the even Paladins play double O's, double silence. Like everyone is playing double silence and double O's and then yeah. it doesn't really feel like the best deck in the game a lot of the time, so. I don't know. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Skull stick. Like Skull just gets destroyed as soon as it's played. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you play your leg, you get silence, you play your Skull, you get right, silence like right. every time. I bet you yeah, I, I, I just couldn't find the uh, like the one deck to abuse that I normally have. Normally, I just have this one OP deck. I, I played Combo Priest for like three months straight for all my mm -hmm. finishes, mm -hmm. and this month I, I just couldn't find a deck, and I ended up getting top fifty with uh, with Tondred Hadronox Druid, yeah, yes. because it beats Priest and Warlock, and uh, so so it worked out near the end. But I, I don't know it just didn't feel the same as 
No, that's, that's a good move though. Gig. I mean, that was a smart move though. I mean, I, I feel like that's that's something I'm used to seeing from you. Yeah, at the end, this is just like some kind of interesting tweak that nobody's doing. And, yeah, and, and uh, you're going to be bringing that actually to HCT this weekend. Yeah, I'm bringing that back to HCT. I'm surprised man. that quite a lot of people actually brought it. Like, really? Yeah, that's okay. Really yeah. Well, what? Why did you? What made you decide to bring it? Uh, well, I'm targeting Priest and Warlock. So Smart. I just looked at my stats. My win rate as the Fondred was really good against Priest and Warlock. So I made a greedy Warlock that's good against that. I brought mm. Quest Rogue that's good against both of those. And I brought a very greedy Priest that's also good against those. Uh, so you're banning Paladin, basically. <laughs> or you're banning yeah. Aggro Rogue or any of those things. Yeah. Okay. Guess it's going to be a long couple days then. Yes. Mm-hmm. Heavy control decks. <laughs> that's nice. It'd be nice to see a bunch of control decks. Uh, I mean, we saw some control decks this, this past uh, event too, but... Um, we did. It'd be definitely good. Okay, before we get started, I'm talking more about HTT. Let's, uh, let's kind of jump into something that's completely different, which is something fun that we're going to do today. Uh, again, it's going to be this kind of bracket. If you guys that watch sports or particularly basketball, college basketball, you'll, you'll be familiar with these brackets. The, you know, kind of pr- making these bracket predictions. And um, Ixar, just from the uh, design team, created a bracket for best card. So you kind of have these head-to-head matchups like uh, every, I think it's like about every day he's been doing it. And he's been taking our votes and, and seeing how we're doing. But um, I figured each of us would talk about theirs today. It's pretty different. All of our results are pretty different. So this is going to be a, a fun discussion. Who wants to go first? Anybody? Anybody want to be that that person that sets this in? All right, Gara. All right, we're going to have Gara go first here. So I'm just going to show just the full bracket. Yeah, operative. Exactly. Operative. <laughs> Dragon and operative at the end. All right. So I guess, yeah, just talk about your, your picks. Like maybe, um, you know, just which ones were maybe tough and you know, some maybe uh, some surprising picks. Like, basically, since I was making many, many videos in the past about like the most broken Hearthstone cards, I yeah. kind of had a pretty good understanding of which cards are like really bad for the game or which cards were just borderline broken <laughs> for the game. Yeah. And so it was kind of relatively easy to get to the point. And um, I was actually surprised by how strong Gul'dan is. Uh, like just because, you know, you're kind of so used to it. Mm-hmm. But if you compare Gul'dan to other cards and you realize how powerful this card actually is in the game, it is it's like Gul'dan in operative are like kind of close. The thing is you can just operative Gul'dan and then you have your own Gul'dan. Yeah, and then you just basically steal void lords before that. Then you play Gul'dan. The problem with operative always is why this card is so insanely strong. Is people usually like the way? I mean, you have to look at the decks that played operative, but usually you don't keep your late game cards in your starting hand, like your super late game cards. Yeah. When you play like control mage, a priest had more often Jaina on nine food operatives than their control mage and control mage has nothing but Jaina. This is just how strong operative was. Like yeah. whenever I compare any card to uh, with operative, it's like you could just steal the card with operative. But you have a very <laughs> yeah. powerful minion on curve. Like the strongest five drop in game on its stuff stat, stat wise on curve. Mm-hmm. And it had dragon synergy. So it yeah. really makes it even without this list, even without this comparison, like for me, the strongest uh, question. Okay, hang on. Slow down a second. Shadow Walk beat yeah, you up to bring that up. Can, can, we, can we just take a moment? I was going to bring that up. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so because, you got Shadow Walk over Dr. Boom. <laughs> yeah. All right, Falcon. What, I, th- I, think, I think Shadow Walk will be good in the next expansions. Yeah, but, does, yeah the card I mean, Shadow Walk is broken. 
the card's nuts, but like yeah, it's nuts. It's broken, but you can't play it because everything else for Shaman sucks. Yeah, but that's the problem. Like the the reason Shadowwalk's not that great is because the condition that you have to play the good battle cries. So the rest of your deck sucks, and that's because of Shadowwalk himself, right? But Shadowwalk is still good though. Like, You're like, like Doctor Doctor Boom is Doctor Boom is unconditionally amazing on turn seven. Then Shadowwalk uh, sucks. I was thinking about like the actual card. And, yeah, and, like, yeah, that's okay. I mean, if, if you didn't follow that rule, then then that's fine. Just as long as like you know, you tell us that you followed that rule. So yeah, but um, best by definition, best could also mean which is the coolest card. Yeah, yeah, probably the strongest. Oh yeah, yeah like, we yeah. all use our own rules, right? Like it's just yeah. a bit of fun. So it's okay. I mean, it's okay if you use your own rules. I just wanted to kind of you know stipulate, or, or it might be yeah. good to clarify what what parameter you used when you were picking this. So like um, some interesting, okay, because you were asking like interesting spots where like Despite and Barnes were like at the very bottom of the bracket, and they both could be like contention for like best card ever. Uh, I've seen also some people have that's why there's like the strongest card ever. I've seen uh, that too. And it's funny that Barnes is actually also super nuts and then it's like somewhere the bottom of some corner of the bracket. Uh, very interesting. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And that we had some 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 super easy decisions like Implosion and Jaina, like a very common one. Uh, I don't know what the reasoning was behind that. Yeah, that one confused me because I think they're the two is, the two lowest power level cards in the entire bracket, and they're together. Implosion and Frostless Jaina. Yeah. Uh, I mean. I don't know. I I, I thought uh, definitely they could have matched up, you know, seeded these cards a little better, you know, and matched them up because uh, I thought they were some like literally top eight cards that were going against each other at, at, in the first round. Um, uh, like some things were extremely difficult to evaluate, like Edwin Van Cleef. Uh, yeah, yeah, I because that. because it's like a class card, right? Other classes will not get to play him and to compare it to like neutral cards or other class cards it's it's incredibly difficult but the card is obviously broken <laughs> but it's yeah tough yeah. to evaluate i'm gonna try a different server guys we're having some issues with the stream um yeah that's uh so we're gonna restart this here um yeah so i'm, I'm trying to look at some of the other interesting ones tyler anything stand out to you any any uh Interesting picks for that you're uh, curious about in terms of Garas. Yeah, I actually can't see the the screen right now. It's like, oh, it's just, oh you can go into the notes. I, I, I link to all of our brackets in the notes. You can you can kind of oh my bad. Yeah, yeah, you can blow it up yourself if you need to. Um, let's see the other one. Well, I mean, we'll we'll talk about our individual ones. So it's good that you you kind of mentioned Goldan there. Uh, any any really tough decisions for you like? Yes, I, I think Sanki Patarim was also compared. Yeah. I think was it yeah. Mysterious Challenger and Sanki Patarim? That was very difficult. Yeah. The thing is with Mysterious Challenger is it it requires your deck, you know, to play a lot of bad cards, and Sanki Patarim is always yeah. good. That's what's and like. And again, because of that, for me, Mysterious Challenger actually lost to Archaeologist, because Archaeologist is just good in every mage deck, right? As long as you're running a secret, which I mean, you always are. Archaeologist is just good. But Mysterious Challenger was only good for a short period of time, and as soon as uh, as soon as Avenge rotated out, it was just bad. Yeah, yeah. But the, the thing is, like, it spawned. It was good enough to spawn an entire archetype around the card. Yep, that's fair. That's fair. So, and then to like no, to I, force people to counter that archetype or that deck, like, just because of that card. So, 
it's definitely yeah super powerful. <laughs> no, it, it carried I a class. With that one. I mean, it like Paladin was bad before that came out, right? And yeah. they, they had that moment where Paladin was bad. We kind of it's hard, kind of hard to remember that yeah. now. But I, I did but, struggle yeah. with that one. However, I think that um, Sunky Patarum does just completely trample Mysterious Challenger in in terms of power level. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a. Uh, Pretty cool picks. I'm trying to see if anything else stood out um, without revealing Mad too much of our own. Losing, you know, I think. Mad scientist losing to wild growth is interesting to me as well. Yeah, that was also tough. Oh yeah, yeah. When, we, when we're talking about tough, yeah, I mean, very tough because those both cards are absolutely insane. Yeah. But you still have to choose a winner. Like I, I, in yeah. some cases, I wanted to go like even, but you can't. So uh, <laughs> right. because it's always good and mana cheat is always yeah. good. Yeah. And definitely. Mad scientist requires you to run like sometimes bad cards in your deck you know not all secrets are great so that right. speaks for why why growth just always good sure all right why don't we uh tyler why don't we take a look at your bracket all right now right, here we go <coughs> oh tyler's just like smaller on my screen <laughs> yeah. i think we can still see it oh tyler four mana seven seven making it yeah far. <laughs> so tyler's, tyler's got the ui in the middle i like ui as number one which I, I i can't blame you for that one that one's that one's definitely a, a very powerful powerful card I, just something fun to comment on so my top pick which you already said earlier is dr boom was in gara's was like right at the bottom or like the worst one of the worst <laughs> cards in gara's bracket that's now, gara's top pick, which was Gara's topic, which is back in it operative, didn't even make it past the first round in Tyler's bracket. Right. So what's going on here? <laughs> so that's why it's uh, fun. That's why this is like a lot of fun. Go ahead, Tyler. I don't know. My, my memory might be wrong, but back when I played four mana seven seven, I, I was getting rank one legend in all servers simultaneously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. from my memory, it just seems like the card was absolutely broken. But it of course it also had the help of the Nostrock and Totem Golem, but yeah. Four mana seven seven. Like from my memory, it was just yeah. the nuts back in this time. That was mm. one of my issues when I did it. Actually, was sort of working out which of the shaman cards it was that made shaman the most nuts. Like, is it down to tunnel shrug? Is it down to totem golem? Like, which which card do you actually attribute its power to? Because like one wouldn't be as good without the other, right? Yeah, yeah. It had to be the the entire package, but. Uh, yeah. Still, I, I just remember people getting really mad when I would play 4 mana 7 7 on 4. So, <laughs> from my memory, it just uh, seemed really strong at the time. Um, I think it was the curve into 4 mana 7 7, which made it so broken. Uh, as you can see, we had like a long period of time where we had the 4 mana 7 7, where the truck rotated out and it saw no play, basically, yeah. because Shaman just is unplayable for one drops. This is why I think Chalk was like uh, the important card and the uh, Spirit yeah, Claws. And, oh, I forgot about Spirit Claws. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Spirit Claws. I totally forgot about that one too, yeah. But then, then, then how, do you, how do you judge it? Because like it's... No, you're supposed to judge it at the time. You're supposed to judge it how it yeah. was at the time. And, and 4 mana 7 7 was super strong at the time because we just didn't have the removal that we have now. You know, we don't have mm -hmm. we didn't have the psychic screams you know and we didn't have the 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 crazy warlock removals right now and and the, um yeah it, it, was, it wasn't as popular at least right so that's you... also why totem golem didn't make it so far for me mm -hmm. because we had totem golem before truck and it was not very powerful like as soon as uh shaman got truck everything came together spirit claws and truck and then boom. yeah I mean, between the two, yeah. I mean, the combo one-two was the best combo in, in the game, like, by a long shot. 
I want to and play, then right? to make. Yeah, <laughs> and then we had that before he got <laughs> got nerfed. That was ridiculous. So yeah, and then for minus seven seven. Yeah, what'd you guys think about um or Tyler? What'd you think about the Imp Gang boss picks like against Slayer against Mad Scientist? I think that would, that's been a topic of some folks on Twitter. Just how, people remembering how strong that card was and was it really <laughs> that strong? Bless you. Thank you. It was really strong in Zoo. Yeah. So for, for me, it beats Valsman Slayer for sure, but yeah. then, then it instantly loses to Mad Scientist in my opinion because, yeah, Mad Scientist was just a nuts. Yeah, I totally <laughs> yeah. agree with that. Yeah, it's crazy. So, something that confuses me a little in yours, Tyler, and it won the vote as well, so clearly it's popular opinion, but Defile beating Preparation seems strange to um, me. Yeah. Let's, let's see what's that. Yeah, yes. no, the, the, the far the is literally the most insane board clear in the game. I've I've had boards where you clear a Gul'dan or an Azoth with a two mana defile card, and <laughs> wow. I also know that awesome. I also know that in Arena, um, defile is like the first Warlock pick. I, I know some. I watch some Arena streams mm -hmm. sometimes, and yeah. I know it's like it's it's the most insane removal card uh, ever printed, probably. Mm -hmm. So. <laughs> I just think yeah, the fight is really insane. I, I thought it was strange because preparation's been in like what every rogue ever. Yeah, is that right? yeah. Prep did well on mine, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, so uh, I'll explain that later, though. Um, but you're right. I mean, defile is just strictly nuts in uh, in all control warlock decks now. Yeah. Uh, Go down. Made it pretty far in both of yours. Which yeah, Go down did super well. Wow. Like finals. I think I think on mine, Go down lost to Totem Golem. Uh, oh wow. Oh, we'll see in a second. I'm not sure if it did or not with mine. It might have. I know I was t thinking about it though. Uh, um, re the Reno Mana Worm one is pretty interesting. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I was thinking about that too. Yeah, like uh, you know, there there was some talk about just like people, um, like it's is this a lot of this skewed towards legends, you know, and, and like very bigger cards, you know, because it's it's hard to measure, right? Because like especially the the cheap cards. I think uh, that at least personally, that was harder for me to evaluate. So, like, I, I sat on that one for a while too. The Reno and me. Yeah. yeah. Comparing for me to Ultimate Infestation. For <laughs> for me, the reason why Godan made it so far is it's so good that it, in a lot of matchups you keep the card in your mulligan. You keep a ten yeah, mana card in your mulligan, yeah, and it, it's that so impactful for every matchup. Yeah. That, yeah, it just says a lot to me. Wait, was Shadowy Bander on this? No. No, it wasn't. Just because it's been nerfed. I mean, if you're talking about the old Shadow Reaper, it, and it hasn't though, has it? Well, it oh no, no, you're Raza, right. You're right. Raza got Raza. yeah. Raza was nerfed, right? Yeah. That's like that feels like a vital yeah. card that's missing, actually. Yeah, but you know that card I, I felt like was stronger because of Raza, right? And I don't know. It, it's hard to judge once a card's been nerfed, you know, because it's still got a top tier deck now. Though, just right. Yeah. My my best priest is still yeah yeah I guess fair yeah it's definitely better than like, some of these cards on here yeah I also felt like Pyromancer was kind of missing that would oh, have been me too nice to see. that would maybe have been... even Acolyte of Pain actually yeah no something. I mean we could have made like a bracket of like ten twenty four or something I mean something huge <laughs> right but um I mean you had to start somewhere so this is a bracket of uh, sixty four right so um but yeah you mentioned the the Manuel Marino Jackson thing um. And I found that interesting too. I actually I've spent at least two hours, I think, arguing with other casters about this. <laughs> wow. It's just it's just fun, time. right? It's just yeah. fun to have this conversation. 
And uh, I think Soto was saying that he thinks Mana Worm is just an easy win here because, uh, like, yep. Reno Jackson decks were only good because of Kazakus. And whereas Mana Worm has been in, apart from Freeze Mage, pretty much every mage that's ever ever existed. Apart from Freeze and, I think, Big Spell Mage. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been one of the best ones. Like, I, I mean, it still but is one of the best is, ones, um, like, if not the best one. So, um, yeah, it's definitely good. Uh, okay, well, why don't we... I want to really talk about something very interesting, because Ultimate Infestation, uh, it's... I would have almost also had Ultimate Infestation and go down in the in the finals. But like if you would ask me randomly what is the strongest Hearthstone card ever created, I would probably say Ultimate Infestation. But the reason why Ultimate Infestation is so strong is because it's in Druid and you usually play it on turn six, turn seven. Yeah. But if yeah. you would play it always for ten on turn ten, we actually have stronger ten mana cards in the game. This is why, like, I would say Gul'dan is a stronger 10 mana card and it's a better card it just just does so much more than ultimate infestation and i mean you yeah, can't I but you can't judge in a vacuum though i guess you, you could i mean i guess you could but the, i think the point is to, to it's the class cards though yeah so i mean you kind of have to i mean you you have to take into account like 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 blood reaver goldan sucks with if you didn't play any demons you know what i mean so i mean it's you have to kind of use context right it's like yeah, it's exactly like you say. Like, how do you compare two cards in a nutshell if you don't look at Ultimate Infestation as being a card in the Druid? <laughs> well, you're not supposed to. You're supposed to look at it as a Druid card. Yep. So the Druid yep. does mana ramp, and you, yeah, you play on Ultimate Infestation at eight a lot of times. Okay, so, but isn't yeah. then the ramp broken, or is then Ultimate Infestation broken? Sure, and that's why Wild yeah. Growth's done a lot of good, right? Like, <laughs> that's why it gets really well complicated, too. though. Yeah. I see the problem, for sure. It's just like yeah. my Tunnel Trunk Totem Golem problem. Or, yeah. like, even the argument about Dark Pact, right? Like, yeah. you could say Dark Pact's no good without Lackey, but... Yeah, yeah so, I mean, there's always going to be this kind of, you know, con just it's a little bit of conflict there, but, um, you know, again, it's just about how good it is at the... At, at the time, you know, at its heyday, right? And right now, Ultimate Infestation still in its heyday. So is Gul'dan. So, um, but but even just like looking at it by itself, right? Gul'dan brings you all this this obviously value back and and the uh, um, the hero power lifesteal. Ultimate Infestation. I mean, we've done the calculations as to how much value it gives you <laughs> right off the bat. So, mana card. Yeah, sometimes it gives you so much value you can't even use a second one. That's how good it is. <laughs> so, um, okay, often cool. actually. Yeah. yeah, good picks though. Definitely good picks. Um, all right, uh, Dan, why don't you go next? All right, sure. I feel silly about some of mine now after looking at you guys once. It's but, not, uh, that's not, I mean, and, it's fine. And I really don't think Dr. Boom is the best card ever. Like, when I when I got there, so it was the end result, I went, huh? That doesn't seem right. Like, if you asked me in a vacuum what the best card ever in Hearthstone was, I probably would have said... Um, I don't know. I might have said Pilot and Shredder, actually. Really? Um, Pilot yeah, and Shredder's in the same bucket as Dr. Boom in my opinion. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah, I mean, but I keep changing my mind about these. Like, Call to Arms, maybe, too. Um, <laughs> but Pirates of Shredder was in every deck ever for two years, right? More or less. Yeah. So was Dr. Boom. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Dr. Boom was there. Dr. Boom and, but Call, Call uh, and uh, Pilot of Shredder were in the same decks, basically. True, true. Yeah. I, I find this actually very interesting. It really depends on how you look at it. I think if you approach this with the, with the mindset, what was the best card at their respective time, then I would probably rate Dr. Boom way higher. 
because mm -hmm. at that time Dr. Boom was absolutely broken. And yeah. like then you have to yeah, if you compare like peaks. Okay, the other thing that, that maybe you take into account, or maybe you don't, I'm not sure, is do you value a card lower because it's a legendary? Because therefore you can only have one copy of it in the deck. No. And you can I mean, you can run double pile to shredder, which yeah. means the card is twice as helpful. I, I don't think make you, that argument. I don't think you lower it. I mean, I think the impact of it is is based on how many there are. You know, like if, if you get to play right. two of something like UI, for instance, then that that plays into how how good of a card it was so yeah the danger question yeah. the rarity does play a factor yes yeah um but yeah i'm just trying to work out what I was, okay so i rated ice block a lot a lot higher than you guys did you both put wild growth above it um, <laughs> not me you didn't go my, argument, me. my <laughs> argument for ice block is that it made it into every archetype that mage ever had even yeah. even like the aggressive mages ran ice block at some point so uh, that that's why i rated that so highly Right. So swipe over mana worm. Uh, explain. <laughs> uh, swipe over mana worm. Uh, yeah, that is a funny one, actually. In fact, I should have written some question marks there because that that seems like a pretty close one. Um, again, swipe has been in almost every druid deck. I guess not spiteful, uh, but everything else, it's just it's just mm -hmm. a good, it's just good burst and good removal. Um, but no, looking at this now, I think I would put mana worm above swipe. Mm -hmm. I think. One very interesting thing is also that I think Barnes is underrated in a lot of these yeah. spreadsheets. That was because, a one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because was almost everyone picks Deathspite over Barnes, yeah. but people forget like how big of a Barnes is arguably one of the biggest problems we ever had in Hearthstone. Yeah. Because it no, can I be agree. so broken. And you know, when I when I had this this discussion, because I, I was in Taiwan with um with Gia, Derek, and Lorinda when when this came out, and we had an hour in a Starbucks arguing over it. And I think at the time I was saying Barnes is the best one. Um, so I don't know why I randomly like I, where I put Death right here, but it, it's it's hard, right? Like, yeah. I think the argument we made back then was that uh, Blood Razor is actually maybe even better than Death Spite. So. That's oh wow! Pick <laughs> Blood. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Because it's two well effects, right? <laughs> okay. What? Uh, I mean, the, <laughs> the, the, the thing with Barnes, I think for me, was just the RNG aspect of it. Like the lack of consistency is actually what, what yeah. took value away yeah, from it. Um, like at the final form of Barnes, in the final stages, we had a deck, which yep. won almost every time you drew Barnes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. How how powerful yeah. is Barnes if Yashiraj doesn't exist? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But then, I mean, yeah. I think the Barnes, Barnes and Spiteful are like kind of the same thing in my eyes. So it's sure. yeah. you know you it's can, like saying you can is bad without any different. Yeah. I mean, you you have to assume. Yeah, sort of, I mean, yeah. you have to assume that there's going to be these powerful cards that are built around. So Barnes, I, I felt like with Barnes. Um, you know, it, it was obviously in the hunter. It was hundred. You know, it, it was very consistent unless you you drew it. But I, I still felt there was an RNG aspect of it. Like you you only had these two cards. So like if one of them ended up in your hand. Like if the Yashiraj ended up in your hand, you were screwed. You know, like with right. spiteful, it's a little bit more consistent because there's there's more cards that that you can miss, right? Um, so I think because of that, it just like brought it a little bit down for at least for me with Deathbite. And and Deathbite was such a huge part of of you know the the patronage right and it, it was a big part of it so um i i very almost actually ended up with muster for battle as my best card um it was and, yeah it was and it was that was actually too. like i almost put muster for battle there and i thought hang on a sec muster for battle is going to beat mad scientist that 
can't be right, can it? No. And I thought, you know what? <laughs> Doctor Boom makes more sense as a best card ever. I guess now. that <laughs> Can you imagine Master of Battle now? <laughs> that would be yeah. Like okay. Disgusting. This is again the problem. Okay. Yeah. We we had at some point Master for Battle versus Gul'dan. So we have the best ten mana card versus the best three mana card. How do you decide which one is better? I mean, you just have to like, you have to figure out the impact of it. Or you have to it. For me, it was like it it was relative to the other tens. How much better is this card? Relative to the other threes, how much is better is this card? I mean, Blizzard said that Master for Battle had the highest win rate. Right. So it was super after good. After being played in the history of Hearthstone. Oh, shit. That's really good. That's what they said. Yeah. It's like, a, it is then, a really good card. I mean, it's it's a damn good card. Yeah. And that was before... Yeah, as you said, imagine now a Master for Battle. Well, Master for Battle... I know now it just... I mean, obviously, it's in sync with everything. But Master for Battle came out at a time where there wasn't really this, like board flooding type of paladin you know and that that's what was crazy it was it was even strong in a period where we didn't have this as a as a crazy synergistic type of strategy but i think it's quartermaster at least oh that's true quartermaster was around yeah that, that was the one card quartermaster was even without yeah. quartermaster though yeah. muster is still just nuts right yeah. even with direwolf alpha muster for that was a nuts card yeah but yeah people didn't quite run that as much that combo as much we did see the knife jugglers and stuff like that um okay let me let me bring up mine because mine's pretty different too and i can explain what i used here um so um yeah i, I think one of the biggest things for me was just that um it, it was about positionally uh you know where it where it was like the mana cost and the and how it was relative to the others so for me, in a lot of cases, like the one drop, like Mana Worm, for instance, Mana Worm did super well because Mana Worm is just so, so good compared to all the other one drops. And, and Tunnel Trog honestly would have done super well if Call to Arms wasn't in the bracket with it. So, um, and that, that was the big issue for me in a lot of these. It's just like Spiteful going against, like, Spiteful going against Sun Keep, Keeper Terum was like, I mean, I think Spiteful would have done better if it was like somewhere else. Uh, Some mage bias. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and then, I mean, even Wild Growth and Ice Block. Wild Growth would have done so much better for me if it was just somewhere else. So it was yeah. just happened to go against the card. And the reason why I ended up with <laughs> ice, ice Block, by the way, or just um, uh, just some of these cards that did well for me, is um, you know some of these cards have just been around since the beginning. So yeah. you know the fact that they have multiple errors, you know, I, I think that was more value in my mind. The fact that yeah. they've been good for so long means that they get more points because of that. Um, where some of these were only good for just the you know the heyday, you know, and, and you know, they ended up just going off with the the expansions that were reset. But it's, it's also unfair. It's a little unfair. It. it is a little unfair, but it you know I, I think there should be some value you know given to a card that's just been good forever. You know, and um, I agree. Yeah, I, I, I actually took that into account for mine. Yeah, yeah, and I think because you know, wild growth again, like it was a really tough choice between those two. Because wild growth probably would have gone almost as far as ice block in my mind. Maybe, maybe lost to UI. I don't know, but um, but yeah. So ice block for me was just like it, it defined archetypes. You know, for a mage, like we didn't even have a control mage without ice block before. And I'm just curious. Yeah. Did 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 all of us pick muster over zombie chow? Yeah, mm, yeah, sure. That's I'm not even, sure. That wasn't even close for me. Yeah. Well, I've seen, I've seen some, some arguments the other way online. Just, just curious. Mm. Like zombie, zombie Chow is arguably one of the best one drops that we've ever had. I mean, I'm yeah, on your side. I also pick it Muster. It's just, yeah. You know. But how many three drops are better than Muster? 
Like I don't, I don't, I can't think of very many of them. Uh, yeah, and Flame Waker did super well for me too. Like, yeah, yeah, that's the thing is if you power creep three drops and two drops to a point where the one drop doesn't matter or you can skip on it, that kind of devalues like the one drop because we have at some point we just stopped because Blizzard saw the problem with power creeping one drops with like Undertaker patches and whatnot. Yeah, that they powered uh, creep like four mana cards, two mana cards, whatever. More. Yeah. Yeah, I also don't think Zombie Child was played during the entire time that it was. There were a lot of metas where, where it also wasn't good enough as a one drop, yeah. or people just mm -hmm. didn't play it. From what I remember, yeah. how much worse was Mistress of Mixtures to Zombie Child? Like, was uh, it actually it's... that much worse? Uh, it, it's like I think some of the, the power. The I think the power of some of the um like the two drop power right now is pretty low, right? Like, there's not. <laughs> I mean, there's not like just in, in terms of historically speaking, like we. Yeah, I think we're, we're playing Armani Berserker now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, good point. Yeah, the even the even decks are playing these these crazy old cards now. So I think the time when Don Zombie Chalice, the reason why I even think they made Zombie Chalice is because the two drops were so good. We had Creeper and we had. Then we have like cards that were insane, like yeah, Creeper, Mad Scientist. Yeah. In fairness, we're only playing a Manny Berserker because of the even card restriction. Yeah, right? true. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. Well, okay, sure. But if you did just light, you know, lay them out, the two drops are pretty weak right now, and that's why like Kelsev yeah. makes sense, or, or it's being played, is because we yeah. just don't have this must-have two drop like right now. Um, uh, is Kelsev being played much? Yeah, we've seen Druid, we see it. Pretty much just Spyfall Druid, I've seen right? it pop up. i see it pop up from, like, Rogues, pop up in some different things, too. I mean, we saw it in Rogue, Tempo Rogue, for a while, right? And, um, yeah. What'd y'all think of Azure, Drake, and Van Cleef? Is that an easy that one for you guys? That was pretty tough, actually. Yeah, yeah no, that was tough. That was tough. Yeah. Uh, that's actually the only real decision I had. We really thought about a long time. Yeah. The Doom like, A neutral leave. card that is played in almost every deck compared to, like, Monkey. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, way, the reason I went for Edwin in the end is because, uh, like, for a long time, I think a lot of people expected Edwin to get nerfed. Because there was a period of time where, like, just, you know, turn two, or turn one, coin, counterfeit coin, Edwin, win the game. And yeah. that was just pretty common. So. I, I think looking hard. back on this, I might have Flame Waker going a little too far, but. Flame Waker was just damn good. <laughs> I just have nightmares about Flame Waker. So I, I think it just in my mind, it's just it just has such incredible value. Um, oh, it's one Jade of the best Idol, three drops actually. ever, too, right? It's um, Gar, Gar just mentioned Jade Idol. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. That was that was an area in which you guys went very different to me because I had yeah. Jade Idol losing to Dustbreaker. Oh, uh, that was, was yeah, that was a no-brainer for me. Jade Idol over Dustbreaker, but, yeah, because. Uh, Dustbreaker was like the cheapest priest AOE we've ever had, right? Um, mm -hmm. And it, it yeah. just it really filled a blank spot for priest. But I can see why Jade Idol would do so well. Like it, it enables Jade Druid. So yeah, and it's know. and it's prevented like eighty percent of all potential control decks that would have been we killed. Warrior, <laughs> if yeah. this one yeah. single card would not be there. Infinite fatigue mechanics, are yeah. scary man. Like uh, I mean, Dead Man's Hand could be scary, but it seems not to be uh, no. but have you seen the the glinda banker combo what? oh you tweeted about it yesterday i tried the deck today. what is it so in control warlock you play glinda the card that gives minions in your hand echo right it costs six mana 
And then you play Banker twice. So the first Banker shuffles Glinda into your deck, and the second Banker shuffles the first Banker into oh your deck. Oh my god, okay. And it yeah. allows you to it's get infinite, infinite, basically. Yeah, that's... Yeah. That's obviously the the dreams when you get Glinda. <laughs> when you, Glinda la lives for a turn, you're you're in yeah. deep trouble. <laughs> like that's generally my, how my, it works. My absolute favorite card on this entire list is Brawl. That it made it into the card yeah, the most. Yeah, cards yeah Brawl should not even <laughs> be in here, dude. Like, <laughs> there's so many cards that didn't make it. Yeah, I mean, like Fenrir <laughs> or. Uh, there's just a lot of cards, and Brawl made it. Shadow Reaper Anduin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Shadow Reaper Anduin actually had impl yeah, Implosion probably shouldn't have beaten Frostlich Shana, but I just was high 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 rolling Implosion was always a game winning play. It yeah, was like low rolling felt really bad. Yeah, low rolling <laughs> and I mean that yeah, so I mean it wasn't too consistent with the RNG aspect of that one, but um I, yeah. I thought I thought that Malfurion versus Doomguard was also pretty tough. Yeah, I that's yes. why I, 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 I yeah. that one was tough. That was a tough. One. I very almost went for Doomguard because Doomguard's yeah. been strong like forever. Right? Yeah, that's even, kind of my point. Back yeah. in zoo. It's a it's a charge card too. You know, like it, it's still charged. <laughs> you know, there's charge is still a broken mechanic, and you know we're seeing it obviously taken advantage of with cubes it, and dark like, and things. If you think about it, it's so hard to think about the card in just like a nutshell. Mm -hmm. Because like the way how we play Doomguards now is we cheated out for Skull of the Manarian Lackey. Yeah, right. We don't play it from hand anymore. But, but but even back on day one, like in Zoo, Doomguard was strong. Yeah, remember, yes. remember power overwhelming? Double power overwhelming and oh, yes. that's Jeez. what's gonna give me peace. <laughs> right. But then again, right. with the power creep, these cards got weaker. Like back in the days it was just way stronger during that respective meta than right now. Like you wouldn't play it anymore just yeah. because you have spiteful or whatever. Yeah, but now that we are you see that's what I was saying. Like Doomguard's one of those cards that got more points from me because it's just been there the whole time. So it, it's had its ups and downs. But the fact that it's even just been there and been relevant speaks a lot, right? And yeah, it's been enabled again because of Cube and because of Lackey and, and Skull. But still, like, if we didn't have this card, I mean, you're not going to be doing this with Leroy. <laughs> you know, like, you're not going to be doing I, this. You're not going to have this I, ability. Uh, Leroy was Leroy on this list? No, no, Leroy was yeah. on the list. I, 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 I promise you. By the way, this is 100 percent true. I have had nightmares about Doomguard, about being Doomguarded in the face with power. <laughs> <and Leroy. laughs> oh, God, okay. Not recently, not in the okay. cube meta, but back in the zoo meta with power overwhelming. Yeah, I, I, I definitely had nightmares about being Doomguarded in the <laughs> That's face. That's funny. <laughs> yeah yeah so I this game too much definitely a fun ex this was definitely like really yeah. really fun and yeah, yeah xr kudos yeah. xr for starting this up because it, it was uh, so interesting to me that the ice block won for you i yeah if, if the brackets were made up differently because I, I had oh. walk growth beat ice block yeah but that one was a really close one for yeah. me so if it was right? like somewhere yeah. somewhere else on the bracket then ice block would have if it didn't have to face against wall growth then it would have made like at least top eight for me in the yeah, bracket. Yeah, me too. So, I think Wild Growth might even made top four for me if it was in a different yeah. bracket. Yeah, so it's it's really cool. I mean, these are this is like perfect for Hearthstone nerds. You know, like we could sit here and talk for hours about why we chose each of, of the the choices, and that's you should do Swiss a Swiss next idea. time. Which yeah. one? <laughs> Which one? Swiss. Yes, to do Swiss next time. Swiss? Swiss. Yeah. Oh my god, Swiss. That's be, funny. Yeah. I, I agree cool. though. This was a very fun exercise and mm -hmm. it's it's great that Ixar set this up. Yeah, for sure. I don't know what else you could do. Like, is there anything else we could do here? Like like if he followed it up with something else? 
I feel like he, he should have done minions first. He should have done half. minions first, and then he should have done like spells next. That, oh, he could have done it. Twice, maybe right? arena, best arena. arena? Okay, yeah, maybe something yeah. like that. Um, okay, well, anyways, let's uh, let's see. Let's move on to Monster Hunt. So a new game mode came out. Uh, they didn't, unlike previous expansions, or at least the last expansion, they didn't release the the dungeon run side of things at the same time. They they ended up releasing Monster Hunt uh, a couple weeks later. And uh, it's kind of nice. That way we can kind of get like something new, you know, just a little bit later after, you know, we've started settling into the new cards. I think and, it was a great idea doing it that way. Yeah. I think they could have even waited a couple more weeks, to be honest. And yep. it would have been a way to keep things going, you know, before we get to this kind of lull. Uh, but uh, did you guys end up playing it? I'm like... Well, I have a confession. I played exactly zero games. Oh my god! That doesn't surprise that, that, me. You're why, too busy on ladder. <laughs> that's why we have Dan in here. Hopefully, to yeah. talk about Monster Hunt. So did you? Uh, did you play? Yeah, I'll leave it to you guys. Yeah. Did you play any Dan? Yeah, I actually played it a ton. I while I was yeah. like went in between my breaks in Taiwan while I wasn't casting, I was actually on my phone just like casually playing Monster Hunt, and you know, like. It's fun. It's like like Dungeon Run. It's something I enjoyed playing once, and I, I won't go back to because it's just more fun to play ladder. Um, but but it is a breath of fresh air for me. It's a nice way of sort of chilling out and mm -hmm. and experiencing different things the game can do. It, it has annoyed me a little bit how the quests work. Oh God! Because yeah, they, they, make really you, uh, they make you they make you get ten wins with the first hero. Makes no sense. I I thought that would be the only one, so I, I completed the first hero in my first try eight wins great and then i thought okay i'll get the last two wins later so then i completed it with all the other heroes and then i went back and got the last two wins with the first hero and then it's like great now get 10 wins with the second hero uh, what i've now <laughs> got to go and do 10 wins with all of the heroes again so that was annoying yeah. but um especially the 10 wins number that, that, that makes no sense. Why is it yeah, eight? It's kind of a random number. It should be like yeah. eight. Like <laughs> anything should be, should be eight. Yeah. So it it is kind of strange. Like I, there's been many times where I just le I just play two and then I I literally end it. <laughs> you know for because that, then it goes on to the next quest. And the fact that it it's good that they give us a pack every every time. It's just it just forces yeah. you to play the monster and, hunt. Like you have to play it to. Uh, yeah, and there are a lot of people like Tyler, like Gara, like um like mm -hmm. one of the casters, Derek. He was saying I hate it when. When they make quests for these and they're taking up one of my quests slot. like right. why can't i just delete the quest right and uh, that's something right. i think maybe they should maybe even if it's just legend players just players that have hit legend have the power to delete these quests because well i mean i, I think if they want to take have... competitive seriously then maybe they want to be earning packs while they do it and not yeah to do it the other way at least mix it in like it should just be random whether one pops up or not it shouldn't be guaranteed that spot is like a monster hunt Sure. And um, yeah, it would feel a little bit better at least. But um, Though at the same time, we can't complain because they are. Yeah, they're giving us packs, so it's just like, oh man, it's, it's a to... tricky one. I understand why it is the way it is, but I think it's something they can improve in the future. Mm. Um, as for the game mode itself, fun. I don't think it was quite as fun as Dungeon Run mm. when it came out. Um, yeah. Obviously, that was fresh and brand new and an entirely new thing. Um, and it was cool that we got to play different heroes and have weird hero powers like like Gara Tyler. I don't know if you if you've seen how it works at all, but like Toki, uh, the Time okay. Tinker Toki, Toki's awesome. Like yeah. her hero power is you can start your turn again. You re um, you just re what, redo it, like reset everything, and you get to do it again. And the reason that's helpful is yeah. because her deck is entirely full of random effects, right? Like <laughs> arcane missiles, thunderstorm. Yeah. Um, 
the actual card, like Tucky Time Tinkerer, like anything that can generate random cards is in her deck. Um, so that's, that's annoying. It's a little bit frustrating. <laughs> um, I lost. I lost with her on the first boss. I, I played Mad Bomber. Had some pretty bad outcome. Oh, then right. I time tinkered, and then I Mad Bomber my own face three times. And on the first boss, you have like eight HP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, then you rewind it and you did it again. You you no, bombed yourself three pretty, times. No, yeah, was, after the rewind, uh -huh. I had I had a pretty bad Mad Bomber. Oh, okay. right? I didn't. And then yeah. after the rewind, I killed. I dealt three damage to myself. <laughs> It's 8 HP and you got something on the board just died. I saw a great meme. Bad, man. I saw a great meme on a on I think Reddit where someone had tweeted, It's okay, I'll just use my hero power if it goes wrong. And he cast a scroll of wonders. Oh, I saw that. And, yeah. um, <laughs> and it gets him the, the hunter card that changes your hero power to give a beast plus two plus two. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, no, can't go back. Yeah, yeah. Dino the Dynomancy or whatever. Dynomancy. Yeah, that's yeah. funny. Dynomancy. No, I, uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed the Toki. I actually, I think that, like, from a, a creative design standpoint, I felt like the Toki thing was the coolest thing they've done in a long time. Sure. Um, I think overall with the just Monster Hunt, um, it it's somewhere in between, like, the old PvEs, you know, where it's just, like, a single run-through and that's it, and yeah. and the dungeon run. Uh, and more closer, honestly, to a single run feeling because... Um, I think with the passives this time around, I'm not going to like say what the passives are, but um, I think there's a combination of passives that are just the best. And it's just like, once you've kind of figured that out, it's the like, you're going to keep finishing this consistently if you pick those three passes. Yeah. And uh, there might be a variety, you know, like maybe a small hand, like a variety of ways you can win, but definitely with two or three of those, those uh, including Hagatha herself, it's just like, if you pick maybe even two yeah. out of the three, you're going to definitely win. And um, I, uh, because of that, it just feels like, okay, yeah, once I'm done with it for the single time, I, I'm just not going to play it again. Where Dungeon Run felt, you know, the, more random because, oh, not only that, the, the final bosses are all the same too. Like the ones that I ended up playing for a, a lot of the, the, the heroes. I, I just ended up with Glinda like every single time. And, and maybe they, I don't know, I, maybe I'm wrong well, like each, about that. I don't know. Of the, each of the heroes has their own like rival. So yeah, the first time you complete it with each hero, you'll get their own specific final boss. Oh, okay. So it's just so the like, first time. It's just the first time that happens. So like Toki, you okay. get infinite Toki. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then Glinda's the, uh, the cannoneer one. And yeah, yeah. so that um, yeah, you're facing that person like every time you're doing it. So uh, eventually you figure it out, right? Just like you would if you're doing one of the old PVs or adventure modes. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of why it feels like that. I, th I think it's really fun. I think for, for for the casual perspective of Hearthstone, I think it's a great thing. I think it's great they're doing it. I think it's better than the old single-player adventures. And again, I think the team should be, you know, commended for, for putting in clearly a lot of effort into making this. But for the competitive community, it's just not going to be interesting, obviously. Yeah, yeah. like for me. <laughs> I mean, no, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's important that most like these exist, obviously. Because there's there's the casual player base, which is the majority, and then players yeah. like me who compete. It's such a small group that that um, they shouldn't cater to us. But to me, it's not. It's just not interesting. I I, I just want to yeah. use my time efficient, yeah, and focus on competing. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's cool for sure. That's why I but think like, they I... they should have waited. Oh, go ahead, Gara. Mm, no, I wanted to just touch like like my experience with the. Mm -hmm. 
the, the dungeon one. What, what I find bad is it was again so um, they released it so close to the end of the season. Mm -hmm. This is probably why yeah. also Tyler didn't play it. So yeah, like, sure, yeah. I played it anyways, at least for like a day. But then you were like, okay, I have to climb now. Um, what killed it for me was the quest. It was really like, oh my god, like that really killed it for me. Like I really want to be honest about it. Like having to do like, and as Falcon said, like you have to do it for every hero 10 like 10 10 wins so it's a like, as well it's, yeah so like the first time it's already like oh my god it's such a bummer and then you keep, keep, keep getting these uh, 10 you have to de defeat 10 bosses in the, in different class it was so annoying that i actually stopped doing it because of that um but my favorite hero was actually the canonia canonia yeah, by the way but, because you guys enjoyed the um, uh, toki so much like it really brought me it's uh, back to the um, chess event from mm -hmm. Thomas. yeah and it was so cool to think how, how to position the the cannons and then you have two cannons and then how you clear that was so interesting that that was actually so much fun i, I didn't expect it what i really hated uh, again was the that emote interaction man that also kind of lucky killed it for me like the the emote interaction is so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> like, I don't know. Do you know about it? Yes, I, I didn't even test it. It's so bad. It's like about. zero effort. It's like <laughs> the, 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 the AI will always reply with the same emote and it's, it just doesn't make sense. And it, it's, yeah. it's, I I agree with you. <laughs> the emotes, yeah, it's funny. Now, I'm surprised you even noticed the emotes. That's a, that's a, yeah, that's 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 good. Um, the um, the cannoneer was I think the cannoneer was the one that took me the longest, or at least the many the most attempts. Because took me the most. Yeah, it wasn't clear to me actually which passive was the best. So I ended up going through a lot of different combinations, and I mean I tried it when you get you know the double cannon, you know, because I'm like. This is a cannon thing. Surely I'm supposed to get a bunch of cannons on the board, right? And doing a bunch of damage. I ended up finishing it without anything regarding the cannons, which is kind of funny uh, in the end because I tried everything. I tried the discount for, you know, like whenever you fire the cannon and all the, the crazy hero power going twice and not and cheaper and all this stuff. And I kept losing <laughs> over and over again. So um, it, it was funny how I, I, I came in about that. But I agree with you, Gar. I think that's really fun. I wish they would just create a card that would take placement into account like that. That's um, so complicated. Hearthstone felt so much more skilled. I mean, playing we the want game. it to be complicated. What do you mean? Like we, yeah. we want it to be a little more complicated. Sure, but I mean yeah. balancing that, I, I think, would be very, very hard. Yeah, it was such a simple mechanic, but there was so much death into it because you had to take into account how their minions position after their death and how your minions position after you play, after they die, after you trade. There, there were so many possibilities. It was crazy. I, I worry it's the kind of thing as well that would be too confusing for the casual audience that Hearthstone aim for. And I know that's the kind of comment that, that Team 5 would make and people would laugh about. But you know what I mean? Like, how do you word the card? Like, deal damage to minions in front of it? Maybe, but it's well, not... If they're introducing it now, I mean, if they're introducing it like this, then clearly it's fine to introduce it in the game. You know, like, sure, but it's, it's kind of different losing a losing a game against a player because of it. I don't know. Like, I'm just it's devil's advocate, right? Like, I don't necessarily. Tyler, think what do you? Way. I think it'd be cool. What do you think? What do you What do you think about a card I, like that in the real game? I, I want <laughs> cards to be. I want cards to be as complicated as possible. Like for me, ideally, everything has to be hard and and give us more decision making and and reward good play more. Mm -hmm. yeah. But I also know that that's not 
likely going to happen. Like there has to be a, a balance between skill and also cater to the casual audience. Um, this should definitely for me more... personally, it, it would be more fun for me. Mm-hmm. That's why. I agree. I, yeah, yeah. Because... that's why I, like Patron Warrior was like my favorite deck of all time. Yep. Yeah. This should make more cards where positioning matters after like I play the dungeon runs. Like we we have some cards, right? Where you have to play on position. Uh, crushing walls, Lara. Just put yeah. crushing yeah. walls in all. <laughs> I mean, definitely say that, but I just think I don't know. For me, I think something like the cannon is is a great way to do it. Yeah. Because then you have this whole value evaluation between hero power. I mean, like you all of a sudden you you give the hero power a different type of value, and then it can it can increase too, right? You can actually make cards that increase that value and. And then um, I, I just love the fact that you can move the cannon to the point where it hits the, the, the hero, or you can move it so that it hits the minions or hits double minions. You know, just the fact that you have like three variations in that is, is really cool. You so. know, the warrior legendary, the, the, the cannon warrior legendary? Imagine if that did something like it. How cool would that be? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's just like a, a, a permanent tower or whatever, that, that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. That'd be, definitely be good. Better than random. Would it be, would <laughs> like, it be a sure. broken hero power? Like you get this cannon, but you have to pay two mana to shoot it. Um, I mean, I think right off the bat, it's not. You, if you had a it new just depends. Class. Yeah, it, it would. I don't. I don't think it would be broken. If you had yeah, no other cards like um, accompanying it, because it, compared to the mage hero power, right? Because it's only like in front of it. Mm-hmm. Is it like that much better than a major power? Well, you can hit two, right? If it's between them. Yeah, that's like the that's like the upside. Yeah. Yeah, but the downside is it's harder to aim. So yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. That sounds balanced to me. That sounds yeah. super cool. Me too. New class confirmed. It's like pirate, <laughs> the new pirate hero. <laughs> yeah. It's more, it'd more, more likely be like a new a new death knight hero, wouldn't it? Yeah, it'd be like a pirate that's hero. It. It'd be uh, uh, what's a, what's a what's a famous pirate? I'm like having. Oh god, Pirate of the Caribbean! Like, like one of those patches guys. the pirate, the hero. Patches, patches the hero. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be amazing! Reincarnated Death Knight, Death Knight patches. Oh, that'd be amazing. Because it must be so hard. Warrior Death Knight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it must be so hard to cre- create a new class where you have like a hero power doing something similar as all the other hero powers that we not already have. Yeah. Yeah. I think the most annoying part of that would be just like you have this inanimate object on the board so you, I mean, you have one less minion you can play right and you'd have to deal with that but that's what comes along with playing that hero so i don't know i like it i think that would be really cool and and um, the fact that they've introduced it twice now in the pbes should be enough data that it's not too and people confusing. like it right like it's fine people yeah also- you know yeah i agree and, and it seems to me as though they tested a lot of stuff in the pbes Right, as if as if maybe this is the, you know, the, the testing ground. If people like it, if it works, if it doesn't seem too broken, maybe they can play play with it in actual competitive. Like one of the um, passives is your, your the first spell you cast each turn goes off twice. The second time hits a random target. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's a mechanic they consider playing with. And yeah. the uh, I don't know. Like I it feels like a lot of the stuff could make it in. Yeah, maybe. Okay, but anyways, Monster Hunt, cool. They're definitely very fun, and I can't wait to see what uh, the next one they come out with is. Um, all right, let's see. The next thing we have here, HTT Taipei. So uh, maybe, you know, we talked a little bit about it, but maybe briefly here. Uh, Falcon, you, you were obviously there covering the the event. Uh, how was it overall? Just um, 
in terms of it was, competitiveness and decks and just the event itself? Competitiveness was was really the well, I guess competitive. <laughs> um, <laughs> like now, I've now I've tossed up wise. I've been to Thailand, which was a Grand Prix, and now Taiwan, which was uh, obviously the, the online qualifiers beforehand. Right. And it, it, very different vibes. Uh, Thailand, Tyler, you were there as well. Yeah, yeah. it was very, uh, you know, very friendly. Loads of players there. You know, players would that, that lost straight away would then go out and party and, and having fun and stuff. But then this, this tournament, because players already qualified, I think everyone there was taking it very seriously. So there was there was quite a different vibe. Um, and you know it's cool to experience both. Personally, I prefer being at the Grand Prix because it's nice to have a lot of people. But um, it, it was cool to just to watch watch the players doing what they do best. Interesting that they qualified in the previous meta, so obviously they had to start from scratch for the for the final rounds of the tournament. But you know it led to led to some really fun games. I think it was the first actual like regular BO5 format tournament that happened since the expansion. Mm -hmm. So it was fun to watch because of that. As sort of I guess the uh, the precursor to playoffs happening next weekend uh, and it was interesting to see which which decks actually took the whole thing as stars and switch came first and second stars came second switch came first both from the philippines both practiced together and um the lineup that won was face hunter tempo mage murloc paladin and Cubelock, which was a very aggressive lineup yes which seems and right like... after that the letter was full of Ot hunter and yeah yeah um, Which I, I want to give a shout out to very quickly. Yeah, yeah. I want to give a shout out to Treadsred, who uh, he had one of the most interesting lineups. I think we some of his, the play was a little bit shaky at times, but he had uh, Benedictus Priest. What really? Uh, and it, no. it was just mind mind burst priest, but with Benedictus in it. Oh, okay, okay. Sure. Um, we we felt as though his play was strange because although some of the thinking of having it in the deck made sense because he, he was trying to beat the control decks with it and one of the things that the priest can do is sort of just run out of damage eventually mm -hmm. and the idea of his deck is that it, it's never going to run out of damage and and benedict and sorry anduin can turn the trash card you draw into into damage so but the problem was he played it on curve a lot before drawing shadow reaper anduin and that that didn't seem uh effective from where we were sitting <laughs> I don't know. What do you guys think, Tyler Gara? What do you think about Benedictus? I I brought it. I brought Benedictus my best to HCT uh, this weekend. Ah, right. <laughs> yes. And yeah. I'm guessing you don't play it until you've played and or drawn on Anduin. Okay. Confession. I practiced zero games with it, and it was actually oh my, my teammate, <laughs> my teammate Casey, who recommended Casey. it. And I said, okay, Casey, I trust you. You greedy, wow. greedy ass. Okay. <laughs> but um, in theory, crafting in my head, it sounded really good because I'm trying to beat on the control decks. Yeah. And uh, after looking at the HCT lineups, I think seven, 60 to 70 percent of the players actually have the lineup that I'm targeting. Nice. And then, and then there's probably like 20 percent of the lineups that are really bad for me that I'm trying to dodge. But uh, yeah, like uh, the deck just tries to. Prey on control lineups, basically. And uh, I um, mean, I think it's really cool. Hats off to him. He's, I think, the guy in the tournament that had the most points uh, going into it. So mm -hmm. clearly, a very good Hearthstone player. Yeah, I mean, um, he, he's kind of got the same, uh, at least, philosophy in lineup, right? As you're bringing a uh, Tyler. Yeah. Just a very control-heavy, yeah. heavy lineup here. Yeah. So um, I, I was personally really surprised the the super aggro lineup ended up winning 
because I, I tested Hunter extensively and I thought the deck was just bad. I, and Falcone, maybe you can tell me more. What did it actually beat? Hunter? Yeah. Um, so, okay, so, so again, going into the tournament, I didn't expect Hunter to really beat anything. I, I don't know. I Personally, I don't think the deck is good. But yeah. it seemed to beat everything somewhat consistently. Um, th- I mean, there were there were lots of top decks for lethal, right? Which you're always going to get with a deck like Face Hunter yeah. because yeah. that's how the games go, right? You get your opponent weak, you run out of cards, you're trying to draw that last bit of damage. It's just just normal. Um, it did very well against the cube locks and the control warlocks. Like very good at silencing the silencing the void lords away, drawing that kill command for the last bit of lethal damage. Oh, it's definitely your favorite matchup. Yeah, yeah, I think that was probably w- what it. It beats Quest them. too, doesn't it? Quest Road. Oh, Quest Road. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it beats Quest Road. Hammers Quest Road. Oh, yeah. yeah, it just destroys yeah. Quest Road, of course. That's what I would have thought it was good at the, first. The, the thing is, for such tournaments, whenever it comes down to, all right, I I I have to outgrid the mirrors. You know, when you have a read that people will do that, let's say with the control locks, the cube locks, whatever, then the best deck to bring is usually a full face deck. And the, the faces face deck we have is like it's the wolf face rider fan. Break out the wolf rider. Free damage power, hells yeah. Heck yeah. Good stuff. Okay. It, it's uh, I, I would bet that we see something pretty similar this weekend too. Like I mean this this type of mix. Like we'll see some really aggressive lineups and then we'll see some crazy control lineups. Personally, I'd like to see the control lineups a little bit more. Uh, I think it'd be fun to to see, but um... yeah, I, I'm not casting it, so go wild. Control mirrors all weekend. Let's do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it should be should be a lot of fun. Um, they announced the lineup this uh, today, right? So we've we've got a a new caster. Another interesting mix. thing oh, is caster yeah. lineups. Yeah, yeah. So, so, shout out to Blizzard, like uh, listening to the podcast. Like they are, <laughs> they actually mm-hmm. posted the, the streams for the first time. Where we will be able to watch. Oh, right. All... Oh, really? That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's for the first time. It's because we mentioned it in the show, you know, it would be cool if they would be doing that in the future. Yeah, and... we, I mean, we have a hard time just yeah following it sometimes. They so... posted all the different uh, streams the, on all languages. Yeah, the survival guide. They actually made a survival guide, which is like really, really nice. Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, Derek, Derek Brown's going to be part of the, the casting. Yeah, you know, that's, Derek, that's really is a, cool. Derek is a real good friend of mine. Um, obviously, he's also another British caster. He's part, part of our uh, our tribe, I guess. Uh, I spent a good few weeks in China with him at the end of last year. And uh, he was in Taiwan with me as well last weekend. And he definitely, definitely deserves it. He's one of the best analysts, I think, in Hearthstone at really? the moment. Wow. Um, okay. Just, just from my own perspective, I mean, I'm, I'm, I lean towards the host side of things. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not an amazing analyst. I'll be the first to admit that. Um, but he, he really is, and I think he'll do a great job stepping in for Kibler this weekend. Actually, I didn't know Jay Billy D was going to be on it too. Look, that's kind of cool too. I don't think I'm very familiar with, with uh, Billy Baria here. But uh, yeah, Derek, that's great to see. Just like, again, more people getting a chance to, you know, to cast on the stage, right? Of of HCT, and um, it looks like the the streams that that Gar was mentioning are all right here. So we got a lot of different language streams here, and it's a uh, very beautiful. That's all in one place. <laughs> it's it's gonna be fine. It's gonna be great, and it's gonna be easy to find vods from everybody. So uh, some of these are actually individual streams. So you know, kudos to those people for stepping up and and casting for for uh, it. I, I know uh, Apex 
I think that not because um, AK one AK Wonder I think is also doing a Spanish one too. So definitely check that out if you're uh, if you're interested in or like AK Wonder too, and he'll be on here. Here's the tournament bracket. So I haven't actually even looked at the bracket yet. Who are you playing? Is it it's Swiss? Is it Swiss? Wait, 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 wait. There's no way it's already. <laughs> oh, like, oh, oh, maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. No, there's there's no way it's already. Uh... Yeah, yeah. They just have a link here. I don't know what it goes to. Yeah. So maybe we shouldn't do anything there. <laughs> maybe it doesn't go anywhere. So, uh, yeah. I actually know who I'm playing, though. I'm probably going to, like, uh, historically, it's always been like that. I'm going to play round one. So the, um, what, what is it called? When you don't make it through the actual points, you make it through the, the smaller tournament. Um, guys. Oh, the Tavern Heroes. The Tavern Hero, yeah. I always play a Tavern Hero round one because like a high seed. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I, I always face a Tavern Hero round one. Mm. That's what I know. Nice, nice. No, it's always cool that the Tavern Hero folks get a chance. I, I run a couple of Tavern I run some Tavern Heroes here down in Florida, so it's um it's cool to see that they actually do make it through. <laughs> like, you know, they it, it actually is what it's uh advertised to be. I, I have yet to lose to a tavern here run. Uh-oh. You know, that's the, that's the, the curse of death right there when you <laughs> mentioned that. But, now, good luck this weekend, man. I hope you, Thank uh, you do super well. Going to be rooting for you. Um, but why don't we talk about the meta? You know, just, you know, obviously, we have event meta here. Uh, which is always different because you get a chance to ban, and yeah. so a lot of times, thank goodness, <laughs> you actually do get a chance to see that uh, because we get a chance to see something different. But in terms of um, the meta with the ladder itself, uh, I kind of made the the power rankings and the popularity um, a little rundowns here that we did oh, before, wow. and uh, this is from rank four to legend, so you can kind of see. Hadn't been that much change to be honest. Uh, I think the biggest one was that rogue really dropped. Uh, in terms of ranking, yeah. the power ranking, uh, just because Quest Rogue's obviously been countered a bit better, which has opened up the meta a little bit more. Um, and then Druid and Mage kind of going up. Any of this surprised any of you guys? Like, just what you see ranking-wise? I'm kind of surprised that Druid is so high. Mm. Which which root deck is it? Uh, the... I think it's a combination of, a, the, like, like all of them together, right? So we're talking it's like, probably mainly spiteful, true. Yeah, it's of guess. course mainly spiteful, but yeah. Um, I think I, mean, I assume that this meta is going to be different to one Tyler's used to anyway, because rank four is a legend, and just legend will be quite different. Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, I think you'll see more spitefuls in the you know, like as you get go down a little bit, right? Yeah. Um, Something that is for me most surprising is I face so many less um, quest rogues. I don't know why that mm -hmm. is. It's because um, they're getting countered more, like. Like you're seeing, odd just the the aggressive rogues popping up and the mage yeah, for the mages, last week that we were talking about. Yeah, they're just softening them up a little bit. Yeah, definitely more Baku rogue. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised mage is so high. Yeah. I, I personally, I personally like tempo mage, but most people I talk to seem to think it's a bad deck. I think right yeah, now. I also didn't like the deck. Bad. Yeah. Oh, I, I think it had its moment last week. Whenever we had the. You know the quest rogue, you know cube lock and and paladin type of triumvirate, <laughs> you know, rock sure. paper scissor. I think mage kind of like broke that a little bit, and then um, since then the the adjustment has been bad for mage. So we, we've sure. seen it drop down a little bit, but it's gone up overall though compared to what it was before. I think it was I think it was uh, one slot. I think mage and priest went up one one each. So. Uh, I'm surprised Priest isn't higher, to be honest. I thought Priest would be, uh, you know, past Mage. Uh, but yep, I agree. I, yeah, I think as you get yeah. higher and higher, it does. It does pass uh, Mage. 
the it's so we, yeah in, in top legend like the general consensus is that priest and rawlock are the best yeah. uh, like the best one the best decks mm-hmm. even for preparing for HCT, everyone is just agreeing that you bring priest and rawlock or you you counter you try to target that yeah you you're just so. talking my blast priest right yeah my blast yep. priest yeah 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 yeah, you know, one thing I noticed that comparing it to just the last week when we did this is that it seems really close now. Like Paladins come down, the percentages, Warlocks come down a little bit too. And I mean, we've got five uh, of the ranks here that only are separated by one point six percent. You know, in this 48.3 to to uh, forty nine, and Hunter's not even that far either off of that. So it's starting to you know normalize some, not 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 see crazy crazy huge percentages at least overall with a lot of numbers uh so that, that's kind of good to see the popularity look about the same though <laughs> rogan yeah. rogan drew just swap spots it's it's pretty much the same as what we saw before nobody wants to play warrior hunter and shaman that's, that's shaman is looking very sad <laughs> yeah can it get down to one point something that, that'll be the the crazy crazy thing there's still so many people playing it if you think about it even though on the mm-hmm. it's ninth place yeah for how bad it actually is yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, okay, so... Uh, and uh, one other thing, too. Actually, before we get into the meta, you know, one thing I did want to mention that I actually didn't mention at the very beginning is that we're, we're sponsored by ShipStation today. And uh, we definitely want to give a shout-out to, to ShipStation right now and kind of tell you guys about it. Um, for the folks that are, you know, maybe own your own kind of shop or you use, you know, a lot of popular services like Etsy and BigCommerce and Commerce and just a lot of the other selling channels, um, ShipStation is going to be the perfect shipping option for you. It's going to um, kind of bring all your orders into a, like this single interface. And then there's this like great uh, ability to, to um, print out UPS and FedEx and USPS labels for you like really, really easily. And uh, I definitely tried to check it out. You know, I don't sell a bunch of different things, obviously, right now, but I definitely wanted to check it out and, and try it out. And you know, before actually telling you guys about it, and it definitely looks really nice. Definitely a great website. Um, you can actually go and try it out for free for 30 days. And if you want to try it out for another 30 days, you just type in the the code Value Towns, and it's ShipStation.com. Uh, definitely go uh, and check that out. And and again, like you're going to be saving yourself time and money if you're somebody that that currently has your own uh, or you're using one of the selling channels or you have just your own store. So give it a try. They're awesome. Obviously they sponsored the show, so they're awesome. Um, but moving on in terms of meta, why don't we talk about just some of the popular decks in the last 24 hours? Um, I made this uh, graphic here and um, you'll see the control priest that we just talked about is definitely there. Um, but you know, some of the ones that actually came back from maybe a couple weeks ago, like with Murloc Paladin and, and even Paladin Quest Rogue Control Lock, some of these were gone actually a few days ago, but they just kind of came back when the season started up again. So, um, anything surprising here? I mean, I think we've seen a lot of these decks at the top of ladder, right? Not surprising at all. This yeah, is pretty yeah. much sums up my ladder experience the past <laughs> week. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and these these uh, <laughs> stats, by the way, are all coming from HSReplay.net if uh, some people are asking in chat. And, of course, Valleytown is an HSReplay.net show, so uh, we, we have access to all these awesome stats that we get a chance to to bring some of those to you each week. And these are, again, these are win percentages based on just the last, uh, I think it's the last, like, 30 hours. So I just kind of want to get a quick glimpse of it. Uh, and these decks, I put a minimum of, like, 1,000 games. So these these all had at least 1,000 games on them. Um 
if anything lower, we just felt like, eh, you know, may not be. I have a question for mm-hmm. Tyler Gara about Questwork. Wax Elemental or no Wax Elemental? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. That's a good one. I'm playing no Wax Elemental right now. Wax Why? Off. Um, <laughs> for, for, uh, I mean, for my HCT lineup, I'm, I'm bringing no Wax Elemental. For ladder, I don't know. For ladder, I wouldn't even play Quest Rogue, I think. But right. for for my ACT lineup, the reason I didn't bring it is because I, I just accepted my fate that I would lose to aggro anyway. Okay. So I, I just made sense. the deck better against control decks. But for for ladder, I actually don't know. For ladder, I but, it probably would just get banned against control lineups. I mean, they have a rough choice because all my four decks are good against it. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. I was just curious. Smart. Yeah. <laughs> I like Wax Elemental when you don't play the Igneous list, and I think yeah. in the Igneous mm. list you have no room for playing it. Well, it's Wax or Igneous generally, isn't it? And I guess you drop yeah. Fireflies as well. Yeah. I think what, the, the best players don't want to play the Igneous version because it's too slow. Mm. And yeah, you have more room for other stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I don't like Quest Rook. It all comes down to Zonia. Zonia is broken, actually. But once you play the deck, Zonia you realize <laughs> the card is actually broken. Like, why is that not on the list? Yes, this is actually the that's because it, strongest it, it, card ever created. That's because it just <laughs> recently became... Like, we don't even have enough sample size for Zonia that actually... Is it actually that powerful or not? Because this is the first time it's actually been used in a way where that it's, yeah. it's felt broken. The deck's only playable because of Zonia. Yeah. That's true. It comes yeah, so basically. stupid yeah, that's true. in that deck. It's, it's <laughs> so stupid. None of the quests are on that list, are they? It's kind oh. of interesting. It's yeah. so stupid. Which one would be, though? Like, I feel like the rogue quests still should be. I know they said no nerfed cards, but it's still one of those powerful cards <laughs> after nerf, so surely, therefore, it should be on the list. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't yeah. feel nerfed. It doesn't feel nerfed? No, it doesn't. Well, I think Man, Westwood, just imagine I think, who would still I feel be like, for. I mean, Questwork <laughs> has always just been like right on the the tier of being good, right? Like it just has never just never been able to clear that just because there were just so many better decks than it. But it's never been bad. Like Questwork's always been decent. Vicious yeah. Scalehide has carried this rogue to a new tier. Yeah, this one after the reset, sure. But even before yeah. the reset, the Questwork yeah. I felt like was not bad. It was just never. It's just because there were so many good decks and Warlock was and so good. It lost good. cards. It lost like Oracle and it lost Ferryman. Who would have yeah. expected? <laughs> yeah, Cold like Oracle should have been a huge loss for them. <laughs> yeah, and Patches. You lose like Patches, like which was well. You have Elven Minstrel, right? You have Elven Minstrel, and you have Zola to to help. Like with you those lost the deck to the ground, and it's still broken. <laughs> <laughs> like just think about it. The Crystal Nerf, Patches rotted it out, Oracle rotted it out, Ferryman rotted it out. How is it still broken? It makes no sense. Well, when you have a, a combo that's like a machine gun of <laughs> five fives, it's pretty good. Yep. It's and when you have Glacier Shard being bounced over and over and over and over again. <laughs> and it's yeah. not even the, the most broken thing is what actually so few people do. I don't even want to mention it. But like, okay, <laughs> guys, anyways. you can share us that Sonya. Yeah, you can yeah, share yeah, that, that yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody does Sonya. it. Like, only... I know. I've never actually had somebody do it, but it's 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 like it's one of the good. most powerful plays. You can concede okay. if you see that. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. actually really no, really it good. Is. It's it's really strong. That's just you know you know why people don't do it is because they don't have to do it most of the time. <laughs> it's like the moment they play Sonya, it's like over. 
<laughs> like forget shadow stepping the dang thing you know it's, it's i also it's really crazy. like uh, like I, I know valera isn't that good but you can do some wacky stuff in valera builds of the deck like uh just infinite infinite zola the gorgon just you know you, yeah. you get two no, copies of it really cool. oh um, i didn't even think about that yeah that's true and i, I played one game where I, I i managed to get infinite um sonya's with valera i ended up with like with like four four sonyas on the board and then i, I drew a uh, vicious scowhide and suddenly i've got like five of them dirty, in my hand crazy. <laughs> dirty <laughs> totally dirty well why don't we talk a little bit um, about control priest like what so why is control priest so good right now like for those that might not have realized that control priest is doing so well Anybody i want to say it's overrated wow no, I, don't, I don't really yeah. because i play this is the deck i played the most this season and when I played it from both sides, the Warlock and the Priest, I felt like Warlock has way more options to outplay the Priest than the Priest has. Priest options to outplay someone are extremely limited on highest level. We're talking here about like top 200 mm -hmm. legend. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with that though. Yeah, I agree yeah, with that, that the yeah. Warlock can like easily outplay the Priest if he knows what he's doing. Um, save your healing, save your spell stones and, yeah. and just heal up. And I hate to say it. Very often, just um, outvalue the priest. They just fatigue the priest. Actually, a lot of it comes down to when the priest draws Anduin, though, right? Yeah, that's actually a big factor. Yeah, yeah. It does feel like the priest has to draw Anduin really early in that matchup to yeah. be in a good spot. If it's bottom ten cards or something, then the priest already starts struggling and never never gets the damage in. Mm -hmm. So yeah, but you you can also always lose to random things. Like you don't draw your weapon removal against Skull, then you lose, yeah. or like. There's Mountain Giant, you don't have a Shadow of Death, mm -hmm. and you lose. Stuff yeah. like that can always happen as well. Yeah, yeah, I, I do agree that from the Priest versus Warlock matchup, that a lot of players say Priest is favored, and, that's, and they overrate that a lot. But that's not the only reason why Priest is strong. It's just also really good against Paladin. It's really yeah. good against... Divine yeah. Him is nuts. Yeah, Divine it's about time Divine Hymn's so. nuts. Like it was like crazy that we we'd have to like argue that Divine Hymn was a good card when we were first reviewing yeah. it because it's like such a crazy good card, right? Compared to I, the Paladin I, one, two, two, I, two, and a heal six. I, I didn't even realize at first that it was heal six to all. I thought I thought it was just heal six. <laughs> I thought heal six to all would be too crazy for a two mana card. No. But yeah, yeah, that card's the nuts. But but this deck was good just before rotation as well, right? Like it literally, yeah, it, Mind it Blast Priest just appeared a week or two earlier, and uh, yeah, but it was it was more of like a, a spot type of deck, you know, a deck to shake up whatever settled in, you know, just yeah. for a little bit. And but it, it didn't have like enough good matchups that it could stick around. Where I think right now it, it actually is in a point where it is sticking, you know, to the meta, which has been good because it adds just another control deck. We haven't seen another control deck outside of Warlock because of Quest Rogue. So now that Quest Rogue's subsided a little bit, we, we can actually, you know, see you know, decks like this. And the biggest thing is Control? that it's, it's good against Paladin. Like that, it has to be good against Paladin. So the fact that this is good and the, the Pyromancers are great. and It's it okay against all of the decks on screen right now, isn't it? Like, it's okay against Quest yeah. Rogue, right? Or am I off the mark there? Except the Drozonia, then that's like a different game, no, right. really. Yeah, sure. But it but does like, pretty well. The tempo is yeah. actually pretty good. Yeah, it yeah. can win. It's not yeah. like a big, a big mage or something where you're like, mm -hmm. you know, these control warlocks where you're like, okay, I guess I can see. Priest I would never, it. I would never have thought of putting, putting Scaleworm in this deck as well, like before day one. But that's when I first saw the list. Like, okay, that's kind of weird, but it definitely works. <laughs> it's so good. This is probably the most underrated card of the set. If you go back mm -hmm. in time, sure. definitely. 
It's just it's like just, a removal card that can two for one. It's right. kind of just better than Shadow Ed Pain, right? It's just better than running Shadow Ed Pain because you put something yeah. on the board as well. It's not only two for one. I think you can you can trade and get five to the face, like in, in yeah. a lot of cases. So yeah. and get card throw as well, which is like you know if cleric having like a charge minion, a good charge minion, and then you can draw a card afterwards immediately is super good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How many times have you guys been mind blasted four times? Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> pretty often. Yeah, very often, yeah. Yeah, me too. That's a it seems to be a very big play in this in this deck. You have to play around so much damage because I think yeah. even just two mind blasts is sixteen damage if Andrew is on the board, right? Yeah, yeah. There's been like there's been more games that I'd like to mention where it's like. Hmm, I could either Malfurion and just take three armor, or I could, you know, branching paths and take twelve armor, and that's like, ah, yeah, I'm just gonna take three and I die. <laughs> you know, what because is, of because of four mind blasts or something like that. It's like shit. What is very interesting is to see um what the sweet spot is for combo decks. Is this like too weak, or is this like where combo decks should be in that spot? You know, you mm -hmm. deal sixteen damage with the mind blast. I think that feels good. You know, it's mean, funny because you compare it to Force of Nature Savage Raw, and it's actually just more damage, more damage, and taunts don't get in the way. So it's like, well, that that just like flows right into it. Where this is like, you have to build it up. You know, like you have to set up the the scenario sure. for this. I mean, there are some intermediate kind of win conditions where you don't need everything to to. You know, you can maybe win with one mind blast and whatever damage you have, but. Yeah. Um, you know, most of the time you need it all. Where, yeah, Savage Rock Combat is ridiculous. <laughs> that yeah. was easily one of the best decks ever in our yeah, Hearthstone maybe. history. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyways, those are the top decks right now. It's definitely always uh, cool to get a look at what's good right this second. And um, let's see. Next thing we're going to do, just QA, kind of finish things off before we do want to give a shout out to some of our patrons that have been supporting the show for a long time and you guys are the main way that uh, the show actually is supported and you know makes it to to uh, the broadcast every single week so we we'll definitely want to take some time and, and give a shout out to Mike T our legendary producer as as well as Bryce L Dave C Devin Y Graham S Two Comma Kid Cameron M Paul H Vincent G Gabriel G David H David F Andrew C William R just to name a few. You know, we try to name at least a, a few of the patrons every every week. And if you guys enjoy the show, you know, please go to patreon.com slash valuetown and uh, throw a pledge our way. Like anything will help. Like a dollar, a quarter even, perhaps. I mean, it definitely helps out in a big way. And, and uh, a lot of people don't realize that. So, uh, yeah. Anyways, we love our patrons. They're awesome. And, uh, yeah, really appreciate it. All right, Q&A, guys. So we got a question from Alex G. What is the absolute worst card you could have in your opening hand when going second and playing a deck that has more than a 50% win rate? Okay, so huh? I guess it's a good deck. Uh, what is the absolute worst card you can have in your opening hand? Patches. Going second. Patches. Ba Baku is so much worse. Ye Baku, okay. okay. Baku going second, yeah. Worse, like... <laughs> It's patches for Naimana. <laughs> I don't really get what, what how going second is. Wait, I don't what? Really get how going second is relevant. Yeah, and going second and playing a deck. Uh, so it has to be a good card that is played, which is the worst card in your opening hand, which is Bark, right? Yeah. Because it's I mean, the most expensive one. I mean, it's just 
any expensive card, yeah, right? Any, yeah, the, way, any, the, way, yeah. the way Hearthstone works is on turn two, you want to play a two mana card. Anything that's yeah. far away from two mana, so ten mana cards, UI or whatever, right. it, it's just bad, right? Well, maybe, yeah, I mean, maybe we reward this question. Maybe it, it's um, what card has the biggest um, impact difference between going first and second? You know, that, that's a obviously something that you would want in your starting hand. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Marilla Paladin Mirror. Uh, having rock pool yeah and going second. <laughs> yeah, there you go that's a good one yeah I, I'll, I'll second that one that one's really good um baku is there any baku possibilities gar here uh just anything you're going second i mean going second and having a baku deck is definitely bad right if you had gan it would be not not so bad but in general, with one drops, one drops are so much weaker when you go second than when you go first. It's like right. ridiculous difference. Like if you yeah. have a mana worm going first, it's like honestly, I want to see what the win rate is when a mage has mana worm against warlock turn one. I feel like I lose every time if you don't have a doomsayer. But Wait. it has to go first. So a mage, going yeah, first if a mage mana goes worm. first and he has a mana worm, right? Is it it seems like unbeatable. That's why it made it so far in my thing, dude. It's really good. <laughs> it's, it's really crazy ridiculous. good. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's There's nothing you can good. do about it. You just lose. Yeah. Take the L. Yeah. It's crazy. But when you go second, it's 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 a different, it's a completely different game. Yep. Um for one drops. It's way worse, actually. Um Yeah, so I think Mana Worm's a pretty good one too. Almost any one drop, I, I would say, is good. Yeah. Is there a two drop that has a a big difference? Well, no, you're, I mean, if you're going second, then you, you actually would want a two-drop, right? So, yeah, okay. Well. Is this something we don't want or, or what? It's, For example, it's, Coil. It, Immortal Coil? Like, Mortal Coil is so bad going first compared to going second. When you go, like, it's, there's so many classic cases, like, even Paladin, right? They go to you to turn one if they go first. And then when you go second, you have to coil. But oh, when you go first, right. you don't want to coil on turn two. Right. So do you even want to have a coil? So probably not. Mm, you would coil right. on turn three. So it's a huge difference. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, uh, Ahmedan has a question. Do you think players who qualify to finals early in the year are at a disadvantage as they they perfected decks that their significance has fallen by the end of the year? Uh, as their perfected decks that their significance has fallen by the end of the yeah, year? Yeah, he's uh, just saying that sure. because the meta changes a lot between yeah. the time they qualify and championships. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, but I mean, um, it's not like you're... You're probably building decks by the time you qualify, right? Yeah. Like, so I mean, I, I agree, but it's literally their job, I guess, to keep up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. And then look at players like Frozen. Frozen took a big break last year between qualifying and actually between championships, and mm. he, came, he came second and he did pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> I think everybody would prefer qualifying early. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think anybody <laughs> would like. They just want to take a break yeah. the rest of the year and not have to stress out the rest of the year. Um, yeah, so the answer to that question is like Falcon said, like he's you you're going to be keeping up with the scene and the meta like constantly. There's there's nobody that actually takes real breaks except for maybe Stan. Yeah. Stan might take like a break for a long ass break, but yeah. wasn't that with Stan Udachi? He qualified in yeah. December and then he didn't play Hustle yeah. for half yeah. a year. <laughs> like he might be the, the only example that seriously like like did nothing for like a few. And months. regardless, yeah. I'm pretty sure championships always happens after a new expansion just comes out anyway so like i don't think there's any qualification meta that's the same as the championship meta so really all of the players are at a disadvantage in that respect 
So there's no disadvantage by definition. Mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the thing in Horseman Metas is it changes constantly, right? It, it goes very fast with, with like the modern age, with the internet and everything. Mm -hmm. So if you're a pro player and you're playing tournaments, you're constantly on top of it. You're, you're making new lineups every few weeks and Manda constantly changes and, and then you get an expansion. So uh, yeah, we're constantly busy with it. Yeah, I don't think it changes anything when you, when you qualify. All right, yeah. I'm gonna. Uh, I'll, I'll end with my own question here. Uh, do you guys think that you guys foresee any nerfs happening mid expansion? I wouldn't be surprised if Spiteful Summoner got enerfed. Hmm. Because it's ten drop slot is just stupid at the moment. Really, you, you think but, it's but really then, impacting yeah. meta that much though? Like I. Well, if anything gets enough, that's the number one card I could see. Okay. Or the road quest, just for fun, make it six bounces. <laughs> yeah, it would be so yeah. man. But I, this is too complicated to figure out. No, six, come on. Is, six, six, five to six. I don't is think anything is busted enough at the moment. Okay. No, I don't think there's anything busted enough. Okay. Normally, when there's something that busted, uh, literally the entire community complains about it, right? And yeah. Is there a card right now that's being complained over and over again? I think I think Sonya is too broken. It's just that people are not aware of it yet. How stupid! Like I think people know. I, no, nobody talks about it. It's like well, it's, it's like you face it, you lose to it. But how stupid it actually is! Like it really is stupid. Scarlet's <laughs> <laughs> just got this vendetta against us. It's just stupid. It's not The difference if they have it or yeah. not is like. It's, yeah. Come on, it's well. We've had many powerful. It's broken. Cards. I mean, we still it's, have UI. We still have UI like that we're playing with. But yeah. um, I mean, we've had we've had broken or not broken, but super crazy powerful cards that just don't have like meta impact just because of the rest of the deck, right? And um, so I mean, clearly, uh, you know, I, I guess you guys can make an argument that there just isn't anything quite like that, maybe outside of Sonya. Um, but do you think? What do you think of the meta? Like, do you think the meta, like, there should be just some kind of change up in the meta, or that would, you know, obviously shake things up if you had a, a nerf of some sort? Or do you, are you okay with the meta? Like, Tyler, especially really, you. Are you okay with the meta? I really like, I really like it at the moment. Oh, Falcon, you like yeah. it? Okay. Okay. I'm kind of okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I don't think it's the best meta ever. It's not, it's not like I'm having the best time of my life playing Horseman <laughs> right now. I think, right. I think there were better metas that I enjoyed more, but, um, I'm still enjoying it enough to be able to play it every single day. So, yeah, for me, it's a good thing. That's good. Well, have you ever not been in that? <laughs> has Tyler ever been in a state where he has not wanted to play Hearthstone? Okay, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard you say those words. So, <laughs> I'm not sure that's a good way to to measure it. But okay, that's good. Then. You know, because definitely here, you know, definitely fire battle on last week. You know, it was kind of settling. It was kind of like you know get. Kind of becoming very stale in that sense. I mean, it's changed up this week, this last week a little bit. So uh, I think it's uh, been getting better. But um, today was fun, and yeah. yesterday as well because people stopped tryharding again. Feels good, man. <laughs> yeah. It's like today you could climb with big mage and whatnot. It's... I'm telling you, man, that muzzy, that muzzy mid range druid brings back feels, man. For the like winning when you double savage roar <laughs> and winning winning when you savage roar and branching paths man feels good so uh give that a try if you guys you guys don't want to talk about muzzy posted this this cool druid or this this old yeah, school feeling druid at least um give that a try uh but 
that's going to be it, guys, for the show. You know, I know we got off to a little bit late start. We had some a, a few technical things with uh, Twitch servers, but I think it's kind of stable, uh, stabilized a little bit. If not, we made our local, so we'll we'll post it on the YouTube. Just be sure to go to youtubecom slash and you'll you'll be able to see it. But uh, let's do some shoutouts before we take off. Dan, you want to do some shoutouts? Sure. Well, I guess I'll do another shoutout to uh, to playoffs this weekend. Obviously, go watch that. It's the biggest Hearthstone event of the year. It's, H- it's HCT. Um, and go give Derek some support. He's a great caster, and I'm, I'm sure you'll like what he's got to offer. Also, you know, follow me on Twitter, fuckonyhs. I'm um, I'm actually giving away a 100 pound or 120 something dollars to spend on the Razor store at the moment. So you can follow me on Twitter, retweet a thing to take nice. part in that. And we're doing the giveaway in one hour, so you don't have long. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Go now. Yeah, you should type that in chat. Give it by the Yeah, definitely. Tyler, shout outs. This might be the last time I'm we see you here, man. It's the last the, time we see yeah. you in the basement, dude. Oh, yeah. Shout out to uh, Complexly, the team that has been sponsoring me for two years. It's actually the first team I've ever been with, and I've mm-hmm. stayed with them forever, and I will be staying there for a long time. So shout out to them. Awesome. Um, shout out. To you for always having me on the show. It was a pleasure. And uh, who else? Am I forgetting something? Shout out to my mom earlier for bringing me tea. Yeah. Um, Feeling quite a bit sick from all the ladder grinding, but uh, I'm starting to get better. And uh, yeah. Shout out to Fokoni, Gara. Also, shout out to Derek. I'm also really proud of him for making it to HCT. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Gara, how are you? Shoutouts to the viewers, shoutouts to Falcone and Tyler, super awesome, cool guests as always. Shoutouts to all the people uh, that go to the playoffs this weekend, so we have something to talk about in the next week's show. Uh, <laughs> great to for them to produce our content. We slash Garbage Shaman, I stream every single day, and yeah, that's it, I think, yeah. Awesome. And I'll round things out. And yeah, just reiterate that. Go watch ACT. We'll have Tyler back on once he wins. You know, it's, it's going to be great. You know, <laughs> you can tell us all about how, how his, his Benedict Addictus Priest ended up crushing. That's going to be amazing. Uh, and uh, thanks uh, to all of you three guys for doing the show and everybody that was watching, being patient today with uh, just some of the things that we were having going on. And again, you can find the show on YouTube, youtube.com slash as well as iTunes, Google Play, and soundcloud.com slash uh, Leave us a Leave us some feedback if you guys enjoy the show. Definitely helps when people are trying to search for the show. And obviously go to HS Replay. If you're not already on it, get the best stats in Hearthstone and you know, give yourself an advantage. Like pl- Play the best deck. Figure out what the best deck is at your ranking region and you give yourself an advantage because why, why wouldn't you, right? Like So anyways, go there, hsreplay.net. And that's going to be it, guys, for Value Town this week. So for Fal- Falcon, Tyler, Gara, and myself, Cham Man B, we'll see you next week. Bye.